4: Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, this above all, the starring players, this is Herbert Marshall.
0: This is Virginia Bruce.
4: This is Alan Mowbray. Tonight, Lady Astor presents the Screen Guild Players in the 20th Century Fox production of Eric Knight's heartwarming novel, This Above All, starring Herbert Marshall as Clive Briggs, Virginia Bruce as Prudence Cathaway, and Alan Mowbray as Monty Montague. England in June, 1940. Britain's island safety is a myth. The war is lost. And still the bulldog sets his jaw and hangs tenaciously on. Men and women, rich and poor, maid and mistress, work side by side. Old lines forgotten in the common cause. Strange things are happening in England this month. Not the strangest, perhaps, that young Miss Prudence Cathaway of Cathaway Manor, now a private in the WAFs, ...should be walking in the rain with a man she didn't even know a week ago.
0: Still raining, class.:
1: If the British aristocracy insists on joining the WAPS, it must take the rain like anyone else.
0: I'm afraid my uniform will be soaked.
1: Well, what do the other girls and their young men do in the rain?
0: They find a tea shop or a cinema. Or a hollow tree.
1: The tea shop is too crowded and the cinema doesn't open till six. And I expect all the hollow trees are full by now. Um, how about that place over there off the road...
0: Well, that shed?
1: Well, your bus won't be along for a good half hour.
0: Yes, I know, but... Can't
1: you ever forget your name is Prudence? Should I? I believe it's indicated. If you hope to get dry.
0: Now it is rather snug in here, Clark.
1: You're lucky to find a nice shed like this. By the time you get back to camp, you'll be dry as toast. I hope so. Well, what, what, what's the matter? You cold?
0: A little. I don't mind. Oh,
1: that's silly. Here, here. I've got a flask. Oh,
0: no, thanks. Never touch oh, it.
1: Oh, go on. It'll do you good. Yeah.
0: Well, just to get warm. Mm. Uh,
1: how uh, was it? How was it, huh? Wonderful. I believe I'll have a touch of the same.
0: Goes uh. down easier for you.
1: It should. <laughs> did you... Did you ever get blotto? Blind, unconscious Blotto?
0: No. Did you?
1: Two nights ago. Blind, blotto, out. Why? Why not?
0: People generally have good reasons for going blind, blotto, out, don't they? I
1: suppose so. Anything else you'd like to know?
0: A lot. After all, it was so strange the way we met. Just because Violet's young man brought you along.
1: That's not strange. I might have been anyone.
0: No, oh, but you weren't. You know, when I met you there in the dark by the camp gate, I couldn't even see you. Yet somehow I knew exactly what you'd look like today. Well,
1: how do I look?
0: That's just it. Now I'm not sure. Oh, you're quite good looking, really. A nice sort of face. But there's something else. It's more of a mood. Almost as if you were bitter about something. Clive.
1: You're, you're, you're still cold. you better have another nip.
0: No, thanks. Clive, I know so little about you, really. Why aren't you in uniform?
1: You're, you're forgetting your drink.
0: But, Clive, I... Come on,
1: just a little one.
0: No, thanks. It makes me talk. Why, last Christmas, I had one glass of port, and even Aunt Iris couldn't get a word in. Couldn't she? Oh, no, i Clive, oh, you kissed me. Did I? Kiss me again, please.
1: Come on, we better go. Oh,
0: but Clive, I... I
1: said we're going. Come along now. You'll have to be getting back to camp.
0: to kick and stand nearby. Ten chunks. It's this. Approve. Oh, Two away. Oh, my Clive. Oh, well,
1: they they passed me through the gate. I had to see you. I had to say I was sorry for the way I spoke to you the other night.
0: Oh, that's all right.
1: I heard you were leaving today.
0: Yes, we're going to Boxgrove.
1: How long will you be gone?
0: Three weeks. Three weeks. Oh, that's not very long. And when I get back, I'll be due for leave.
1: You will. Oh, let's go away then, please. I know a place on the coast at Leaford.
0: But but I couldn't. I'll have to go home to Tunbridge, I promise. Why don't you come with me?
1: For well, me, to Tunbridge, to the ancestral home of the Cathaways, The pride of the family bringing home the man she met in the dark. Oh,
0: don't joke, I mean it. Squirt, hold in. Clive, I, I'll have to go. I'll write you. Let you know when I'm getting back. You can meet me at the train to Tunbridge. Leaford. Tunbridge. Leaford. Tunbridge. Goodbye. Well, I suppose some people would call this fate. <laughs> My first leave. They'll be rolling out the red carpet at home. And here I am going in the opposite direction with a tall, dark stranger.
1: You've made the stranger very happy.
0: Thank you, Sir She
1: Who? I've never seen you with your cap off. Would you?
0: Of course. There we are. You still like me?
1: Mm. honeytop? You know you're rather pretty. I think I'll hold your hand so you can't get away.
0: Oh, I'm so glad we came. The country's beautiful. Isn't
1: it? Superb. That's uh, a watercress farm we're passing.
0: Did you know that you can grow mustard and cress on old pieces of flannel? One of our gardeners used to do it.
1: Huh? One of your gardeners... How many gardeners precisely do you have?
0: We had five.
1: Five? What on earth do you want five gardeners for?
0: We didn't want them. The garden did.
1: Five gardeners? Oh.
0: No, I'm sure Aunt Iris wouldn't like
1: you. I know. She loves England and detests Englishmen.
0: Really, Clive? You talk like one of those Hyde Park tub thumpers who go in for class hatred. My dear man, you're 25 years out of date. You're two words behind.
1: The voice of England. The good old England that loves its horses and its cows and sheep. Because they'll never ask for a raise in pay.
0: Oh, Clive, why do you punish yourself? You ask me, how big is our house? How much land have we got? What does it matter?
1: Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't really. Nothing matters. We're on a holiday for six long, wonderful days. And you're very beautiful.
0: Mm, That's better. A minute ago, I was only pretty. Now I'm beautiful. I think we'll get along very
1: nicely, indeed. This is it. Prue, it's the coach and horse's inn. Do you like it?
0: Oh, Clive, it's beautiful. It's a very old.
1: Very. Dates back to snuggling days.
0: Well, there you are, Mr. Briggs. Oh,
1: Ramsbottom, it's good to see you.
0: Expected you on the early train, sir. Hilligum came for you this afternoon. It's at the desk.
1: Oh, I'd uh, better have
0: a look at it. I hope you'll like it here, miss. I'm sure I will. Do our rooms face the sea? I saved two of the best. Though we're fair empty the way they've been leaving us today. Your guests have been leaving? Been a bit on the jittery side since the Huns took Calais. They were over Portsmouth last night. Some folks think we'll get it here. Oh, I hope
3: not. Couldn't make no guarantee, miss. Last one went this morning. Mrs. Cathaway, it was a... Cathaway? Mrs. Iris Cathaway. Cathaway Manor. You know her,
0: Miss? Oh, I well, you see Well, I... Prue, Prue, we're in luck. They're going to rustle
1: us a bit of of late supper. Bram has them. We'll need our bags, you know.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, just go Wait in for them, sir.
1: <laughs> Quite a character, isn't he?
0: Clyde. When is the next train out?
1: Well, tomorrow noon, I think. Why?
0: I'm going back.
1: Back? But we just... Please,
0: I can't explain now. I think I'll go to my room.
1: I'm sorry. Won't you have any supper? No, thanks.
0: Good night. I'll see you in the morning.
1: Uh, uh, I know what you think. But I'm right. Come on, you fool. do aren't anymore. It's it's no good. It's no good. Come on. You don't don't want to die here, do you?
0: Clive! Clive, what is it?
1: Uh, What? Who's that?
0: It's me, Prue. The air raid woke me up. I heard you calling out.
1: Well, calling out? What what was I saying?
0: Horrible things. What is it, Clive? Why don't you tell me?
1: It's nothing, really. Sometimes when I get overtired. Ah, ACAX. Pretty heavy. We're in for it, I think. Listen.
0: You can hear the planes.
1: About six of them flying low.
0: What can you tell?
1: By the sound.
0: Did you learn that in France? You did, didn't you? You were in the army.
1: It doesn't matter. I'm out of it now. Were you wounded? No, I... No, I was ill.
0: Oh, Clive, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> proud? I'm proud you were there. I getting closer. I'm afraid I'm not very brave.
1: Nonsense. You are brave. And very beautiful. No.
0: I'm even afraid of Aunt Iris. That's why I wanted to go.
1: You mean, just because of
0: Aunt Iris? We nearly ran into her here. Funny how lovely and innocent a thing like this can be when no one knows about it. And then suddenly Aunt Iris appears and it all seems sordid and (laughs) shabby. That was very close.
1: Closer the better. It's one chance in a million for two bombs to land in the same spot.
0: It was worse than this at Dunkirk, wasn't it? Yes, it must have been a hundred times worse. Clive.
1: Yeah? I'm
0: so glad you were there. Is that all? No. I'm glad you're here now. Glad we're both there. Everything seems clean and fine again.
1: No Aunt Iris around?
0: She doesn't matter now. You see, I've changed my mind. We're going to stay.
4: So the curtain falls on the first act of This Above All, starring Herbert Marshall, Virginia Bruce, and Alan Mowbray. Before the curtain rises on the second act, a word from your hostess, Lady Esther.
3: Whenever I receive letters from women who tell me they're getting a little older and they wonder what they can do about it, I always write and tell them that getting older can be a lovely, a gracious thing. It's looking older, looking older than you actually are. That's the treacherous thing. Now, people always think of dry, flaky skin, skin that's beginning to show tiny lines around the eyes and mouth as a sign of age. Yes, even though the dryness and little lines may just be due to wrong skin care. So be sure to keep your skin from drying and from making you look older than you are. And here's how. Use a cream that really softens your skin and that helps keep it soft under the most trying conditions. Millions of women can tell you that Lady Esther For-Purpose Face Cream is just such a cream. At its magic touch, every bit of dry, flaky skin seems to melt away, and your skin takes on a lovely new softness and freshness. But softening the skin is only one of the four important things Lady Esther Face Cream does. It also cleans your skin. Cleans it so thoroughly that no trace of dirt remains, and it makes your skin look fresher by helping nature refine the pores. Many women say their skin looks younger after the very first application. So you see, all you need is this one cream, Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream, for a fresher, younger looking skin. Try it and see how quickly your friends and your family start looking at you with new interest.
4: Now the curtain rises on the second act of This Above All, starring Virginia Bruce as Prudence Cathaway, Herbert Marshall as Clive Briggs, and Alan Mowbray as Monty Montague. It should have been a happy week with the sea, for Prudence and Clive. For the lovely young girl on leave from the wafts and the bitter, moody man. Almost a stranger at times with whom she'd come away. But there was Monty, you see. Monty Montague, private in the King's Leicester Regiment. Monty had sent that telegram to Clive, and late the next day he arrived in person. That evening, in the tap room of the inn, filled with soldiers and their girls. Clive? I'm glad we've
2: had this chance to be alone. I've got to talk to you, chum. You'll have to
4: hurry, Monty. She'll be right down.
2: Do you understand? I, I don't like talking this way, but it, it's your last chance. I mean... Go on. We'll... Say it. All right. You may as well face it. Absent without leave is one thing. Desertion is another. You had a month's sick leave. It was up three weeks ago. Clive, we've been pals a long you time... You and...
1: save your breath, Monty. I'm not going back.
2: Oh, but now listen to me, Clive. I've had affairs like this myself. She's a nice enough girl, but... She's it... a very
1: nice girl. And don't forget it. Besides, she's got nothing to do with it. Nothing. I'd made up my mind before I met her.
2: Well, if it isn't her, there's no sense of it at all. You must be crazy. I don't think so. Oh, now let's talk sense, Clive. Every one of us gets thick and tired of it sometimes. Ready to clear out and never go back. But when the time comes, Mom... we always go back. They all do. Oh, but
1: you don't understand. It's... It's not what you're talking about. It's... It's nothing to do with being afraid or tired or sleeping in the mud or going without food. It it won't even be put into words. It's just there, inside, and nothing can change it.
2: Well, I don't know what I'm going to tell the captain. Monty, he says. Monty, you're his pal. Go and find him and bring him back. If he's not here by Monday, I'll have to post him as a deserter. And he's too good a man to have his life ruined.
1: I'm sure it's very kind of the captain.
2: Too good a man to have his life ruined. Those were the captain's very words. I guess he hasn't forgotten what you did at Dunkirk. You're up for a medal, you know.
1: I'm sorry, Monty. It's good of you to go to all this trouble, but I'm not going back. here we are. My room. You come in for a minute, Prue?
0: Just for a minute. Clive, is anything wrong?
1: No, look, Prue...
0: Please, Clive, why don't you tell me? Oh, well... Please, what is it?
1: well, it's about a friend of Montes who joined the army the day the war began. Yes. He believed he was going to fight for his country, but he was bitterly deceived. His leaders were stupid, complacent, out of date... With no claim to leadership but birth and class privilege. They asked him to give his life to save that. All the rotten, worn out things he'd learned to hate.
0: Is Monty expected to answer his friend's problem?
1: Monty can't answer it.
0: Maybe not. But he might ask his friend if it's the time to doubt and argue when his country's fighting for its life. No one believes that our England is perfect. But if we lose our faith in her, what's the alternative? What if we lose the war?
1: That's what this man is asking himself. If England were to lose, could we be worse off? Or weaker, or more shameful.
0: Kai, that's terrible. You mustn't think such things.
1: I said it was Monty's friend. It's
0: you, I know it's you. And I love you. I love you so much, I want to keep you from saying things like that. If England must be changed, let's do it ourselves. Let us decide it, not the enemy.
1: I've thought it all out Prue. I've made up my mind. It's your
0: mind. But what about the things in your
1: heart? What things?
0: Don't ask me, ask your heart.
1: I don't think with my heart. Why don't you tell me?
0: I I don't know if I can. If you ask me what England is, it's it's like pulling a flower apart to see what it's made of. England is Shakespeare. And the discontent in Hyde Park and the cliffs of Dover. It's May blossoms and bluebells and the sun and the fog. It's the taxi horns and the bobbies and the sense of fair play we've given the world. It's Monty and the boys at Dunkirk. Helping the weaker men into the boats instead of getting in themselves. It's you, God. Whatever you are. Blood and bone, mind and heart and spirit. England made you, every part of you. That's why you've got to go back and fight. Because that's England, too. Knowing that we'll never give in. Knowing that we won't be beaten. We won't. We just won't. Oh, my dear. I'm sorry, Clive. I'd better go to my room. What I need is a good night's sleep.
1: This is goodbye, Prue. I have to write it because I couldn't say it. I would no more attempt to decide what you believe than tell a child that the Christmas didn't exist. I'll be gone when you get this in the morning. I don't know where I'm going. I don't think I care. But our coming from the darkness into the light of knowing each other was very, very sweet. Yours, Clive. Oh, Prue, darling, goodbye.
0: This is England, Clive Bluebells and may blossoms and sun and fog Buy some asters, mister Only a shilling the bunch.
1: No, thanks, ma'am <laughs>
0: England, Clive. Shakespeare and and taxi horns.
3: Oh, to watch where you're walking, sir. No need to be open,
0: Jerry, you know. I'm sorry. This is England, Clive. Monty, the boys at Dunkirk. You, Clive, you. Here, Why Mind you, characters. Looks like they're coming over again. You
1: better find some cover, sir. Oh, thank you.
0: Yes, what is it?
1: I'm, I'm sorry to trouble you. Oh,
0: no trouble at all. Come right in. You're welcome to what shelter we have.
1: Thank you, but it isn't the raid. I, I'd like to use your telephone.
0: so glad you found, oh darling is that really you
1: i'm afraid the answer is yes and
0: no i've been so worried it's been days now where are you
1: near london little village called merton oh prue could you could you come down here tonight as the train gets in half past eight tonight well uh, i don't know oh, that... darling you must you've got to get leave it's our only chance we'll be married before i go back
0: back clive you're going back
1: i've talked to the captain already It's all clear now.
0: Clive, darling.
1: I... I walked and walked. Sometimes I heard your voice. Oh, Prue, I love you so much.
0: Clive, say it again. You know, you've never said it before.
1: I love you. And you will
0: come down. Yes. Yes, I'll get away somehow. It isn't every day a girl gets proposed to. And on the telephone with hundreds of people listening in. Clive, what was that?
1: Nothing much. They're having a bit of an air raid down here.
0: You'll be careful, won't
1: you? Don't worry, Prue.
0: I can't help it. I love you so terribly. Clive. Clive, are you still there? Clive. Clive, say something. Clive. Clive. Look now, miss. Don't you think you should try to get some sleep? No. I've got to stay here, Miss. I promised him I'd be here. But there's no telling when he'll come to. They had to operate, you know. I had to check at all the casualty stations. We were going to be married. Oh. Oh, then, oh, my dear.
4: All right, Miss. You may come in.
0: Thank you, Doctor.
4: And no more than a minute. He's very weak.
0: I understand. Clive. True. Don't try to talk, dear.
2: I...
1: I couldn't get to the
0: station. yes, I know, darling. So I came to you. I've always come to you. I always will, whenever you ask.
2: True. My darling, true. True. I'm afraid
3: he can't hear you.
0: Doctor. Doctor, he isn't... He can't...
3: You were going to be met, weren't you? Yes, and suppose you get some sleep and come back again, say, the day after tomorrow. And uh, if you'll bring the minister along, I, I'd like to give the bride away myself.
0: Monty was here while you were sleeping, Clive. He left these cigarettes for a wedding present. that he'd get something permanent after a while.
1: Oh, good old Monty.
0: And the captain sent a book.
1: What sort of book?
0: Shakespeare. <laughs> because you're such a highbrow.
1: <laughs> you know, Prue, all that time, I seemed to be two men struggling against each other, heart and mind. And the mind had always been stronger. Clive, listen. They don't leave us alone, do they?
0: Every morning, miss. You'll have to go. But I'd rather stay here with my
1: husband. You'd better go.
0: Nonsense. I always feel safest with oh, you. miss, please.
1: I'm... A... I'm afraid she's very stubborn, nurse. Oh,
0: very well. But it's most
1: irregular. She doesn't understand. True. Would you like to read to me?
0: Of course. Shakespeare.
1: That would be nice. Almost anything.
0: This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day thou canst not then be false to any man
1: above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man.
4: Our deepest gratitude and appreciation for your fine performances, Miss Bruce, Mr. Marshall, and Mr. Mulberry.
0: Thank you, Mr. Bradley. Just to have a hand in the telling of this above all is an exciting and heartwarming experience. And I think our audience will be interested in what Mr. Marshall will tell you about tonight's play and its author. But first, I would like you to listen to a word from one of our best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther.
3: Thank you, Miss Bruce. I have an important word for our listeners. When you look in your mirror... Does your skin say, Hello there, see how smooth and fresh I look today? Or does your skin seem to reproach you, seem to ask you to please do something about the dryness, the flaking, the rough spots here and there? Now, if that's the case, well, I don't say that Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream will give you a gorgeous skin overnight, but here's what I do say. If you use Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream twice daily, you'll soon have a softer, fresher skin. A skin that makes your heart sing for joy when you look in your mirror. And remember, this one cream is all you need. Even if you're doing war work and your skin is taking extra punishment these days. Because Lady Esther Face Cream takes care of four important needs of your skin all by itself. One, it thoroughly cleans your skin. Two, it softens your skin. Three, it helps nature refine the pores. And four, it leaves a perfect non-sticky base for powder. So is it any wonder... Women all over the country write and tell me that Lady Esther four-purpose face cream has helped make their skin look younger, yes, smoother and younger than it's looked in years. Why don't you try it and enjoy the thrill of discovering a fresher, more youthful-looking you in the mirror?
4: And now,
1: Herbert Marshall. The story of this above all will be unfinished if in the telling of it we we are to say nothing of the man who wrote it. His name was Eric Knight. And only a few weeks ago, he passed on. He died in the uniform of his adopted country. The title of his story becomes the finest tribute to his memory for, above all, Eric Knight was true to himself and to all the things in which he believed.
4: Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Stand By For Action, the most exciting story of the Navy ever written. It will star Brian Donlevy, Chester Morris, and Charles Lawton. The stars appearing on tonight's program have donated their services for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Herbert Marshall can soon be seen in Metro-Golden-Mayer's production faculty role. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The Screen Guild players are presented every Monday night at this time by Lady Esther. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.